boot check. Basketball, basketball, college. Basketball, basketball, college. Welcome into the Heat Check Hangout. You're tuning in to our conference tournament breakdowns. We're priming you for all the uh, all the conference tournaments going on this week, bringing in a couple different guests. And today, for the first time on the Hangout, we have Rocco Miller. How are you doing today, Rocco? Fantastic. It's great to be with you guys. For those that don't know, Rocco's based out west. He's one of the best bracketologists you'll find out there. He does a show for Field of 68 called Fielding the 68. He works pretty closely along with, uh, with our colleague Lucas to make sure y'all are all tuned in on what to look at for the different cut lines, who's on what seed line, you know, last team's in, first team's out, you know, all that stuff. Rocco's got you covered, so we're excited to talk a little Pac-12 hoops today. Um, so, so looking at this bracket, it starts on Wednesday, March 8th. Tips off at 12 p.m. local time, Pacific Coast. Uh, tips off at 3 3 p.m. Eastern. And the top four C's that get a bye, we have UCLA, Arizona, USC, and Oregon. Uh, so looking over this bracket, fellas, is there anything in particular that stands out to you? Like anybody with a particularly tough draw? Anybody with a particularly easy draw? I think USC, for me, has the toughest draw of the top four seeds. Um, I would much rather face a Washington State than Arizona State, given given what Arizona State can do in games, right? Arizona State nearly beat USC uh, at USC to end the season. They also beat Arizona on that last second shot. Um, so I, I like Oregon's draw. I think Washington State's a really good team, and they have some really good shooters. But when you're looking at the draws that each of these teams gets, USC having to go through Arizona State, probably Arizona, and then likely UCLA in the championship game. Uh, it's just it's a much tougher draw than Oregon has as the four seed, in my opinion, especially with a hobbled UCLA at the top end of the bracket. How about you, Rocco? Would you add yeah, to that? Yeah, of course. That... Yeah, I, I mean – Definitely that last point with Jalen Clark's status unknown. You have to assume he's probably not going to play, but you never know. Uh, but he was on crutches yesterday and no weight on his foot. So um, we'll wait for a, a report on that. Um, if one came out today, I'm sorry I didn't hear it. But um, I'm sure UCLA is doing their best to keep that information quiet. Uh, in terms of the draw, um, there's no bigger story uh, in the tournament than Arizona State's path based, based on the fact that there are – very much on the on the cliff of the bubble um, whether you have them uh, the very last team or the, the first team out they're pretty much right there with everybody um, so their final impression here um, will be important uh, they do play Wednesday against Oregon State um, an Oregon State team that improved a little bit throughout the year they have a couple good freshmen led by uh, Jordan Pope um, you know they're not entirely hopeless like a year ago um, they've they actually beat USC a couple weeks ago uh, I think three weeks ago so, uh, again, you can't just look past the Beavers. And it's a game where the Beavers are probably somewhere around 200 in net. Last time I checked, if Arizona State loses that game, it's probably a TKO, and they're off to the NIT. So, um, Sun Devils got to take care of the Wednesday night business, and they'll be in that very late game where most of the East Coast will be asleep. Um, so, they'll be waking up to that result. And then you'll get that same time uh, when, when they get a chance to beat USC again. So, a game that happened on Saturday, USC – um, you know, that was a game where they had a comfortable lead. Arizona State stormed back in the last two minutes. D.J. Horn had a, a, a hot look, pretty good look that he created with his dribble. Um, it looked like it was going in, hit the rim, they lose by three. Uh, so now 
uh, it's it's a good for Arizona State because they can't really lose that much by losing again, and they can gain a lot by winning again as long as the committee takes it into account. So um, from from that standpoint, Arizona State got a good draw because they need the opportunities. Um, on, on the upper half, I agree. Oregon's got a great draw. They they get the bye. Um, I would also argue Washington State's got a really good draw because a game against Cal on Wednesday, I you know on paper they should win without sweating too much. And they should be fresh for the matchup with Oregon. Um, whoever comes out of that, it's uh, you know get, maybe getting that hobbled UCLA scenario. Uh, but again, that's the Pac-12's best hope for a bid steal will be one of those two teams. And I'm gonna you know look forward a little bit. I know we're not going winners, but Washington State is probably the best dart throw outside the top four seeds in almost any conference, in my opinion. I think they they're the team that. You're not going to not going to necessarily look at as you know they're not a Tennessee in the SEC who's also outside the top four seeds in that conference, but they're one of those probably more underrated dark horses in any conference in in the country. Right. I would agree with that. Yeah, the, the Cougars come in with a six game winning streak in the last three in a row on the road. TJ Bomba has really exploded. He had uh, 36 in the basketball version of the Apple Cup um, at, in Seattle. So um, Bomba, if you look at his last six or seven games, he's just really become the leader in the alpha of the team. And, um, you know, they played all their tougher games earlier in the year, and they did get a win in Arizona, which uh, most people know about at Tucson. So that means their ceiling is potentially pretty high if they can find a way to close wins, which they've struggled with. Yeah, I know Connor was saying before we started recording that he's pretty high on this Washington State team's chance to make a run. And Rocco, you mentioned TJ Bomba playing well. I know they have Muhammad Gay as well. But just looking at a team, you know, it's Alton Pullman. Yep. Maybe people tuned into them when they won in Tucson, but probably haven't paid a ton of attention to what's going out there, going on out there. What would you say is this team's identity that could maybe even benefit them in a tournament scenario like this? Well, I mean, Kyle Smith's their head coach. He used to coach right here in San Francisco, of course, for years. So I've uh, watched his teams for quite some time. He's an excellent coach at Columbia before San Francisco in the Ivy. Um, but they're a balanced attack. You know, you can look up their numbers. They're basically right around 60th in both offense and defense. Um, I think defensively they've gotten a little bit stronger as the year has gone on, le- learning how to work in some of their different schemes and uh, matchup combos. Um, he likes to, uh, you know, much like a Todd Golden type of team, he likes to rely on the three-point line, a five-out approach, um, and, and really just find the open man and, and space the floor really, really well. Uh, and so, you know, I think a lot of the country, if they're listening to this and saw San Francisco last year, it's, it's almost – it's so similar, it's almost the same, right, uh, from an offensive standpoint. So uh, learning how to use Guy effectively both – Offense and his size defensively has been key. You know, uh, Rodman, DJ Rodman, Dennis Rodman's son, um, he's been a key player for them at 6'6", 215. Um, definitely a much more offensive-minded player than his father. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting mix. You mentioned Tennessee there just a second ago. Justin Powell came in from Tennessee, um, mm-hmm. another person that they, they rely on pretty heavily. He fires it from, uh, from three at 41%. Um, and so... When these guys are humming, they're pretty dangerous. I didn't even mention Jabe Mullins, who, a guy, he was in the St. Mary's program for two years, uh, a really solid recruit out of the Seattle area, so I'm pretty familiar with him, four-star kid, um, really good get for St. Mary's. Uh, he ends up transferring to Wazoo over the off season, and um, 
the kid can really shoot as well. He's shooting near 42%. Um, so they've got really good shooters across the board. They're 36th in the mm-hmm. country in three-point shooting. Um, and that's what you want in a, in a tournament setting where you got to wake up and play every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great points. And apologies to Muhammad Gee for mispronouncing his name. I'm blaming it on my East Coast bias. Uh, throw it to my Southern accent a little bit. Maybe <laughs> that's, what, that's what tripped me up there. <laughs> but, Brian, I want to turn it to you and ask, uh, as you look at this bracket, is there any potential matchup you're thinking like, man, I'm dying to see these two teams square off. That would sort of be uh, a dream scenario for entertainment value. I mean, looking ahead to a potential final of a fully healthy UCLA, if we get that in Arizona, I'm not going to turn down seeing mm-hmm. that for a third time. Um, but Arizona State USC, uh, as we brought up earlier, like that is a game that should be fun, should be up and down, was both times they played this year. Um, Arizona State has the NCAA tournament chances on the line right like you win that they're not in but they're certainly in a much better position than they would be you know going into that game and, and there's a lot going on there usc uh i'll defer to rocco to see if they're pretty safely in but i i don't think they're sweating or would be sweating yep. as much as as arizona state on selection sunday um but obviously winner of that game feels much better about their chances should that game happen um feels much better about their chances than they would uh, in a loss. So that to me is the one that you're looking at the first two days um, where the implications of it, I, I think will ramp, ramp up the intensity more than some of the others. Yeah. I think with, yeah, USC I would agree in particular, with you, Brian. Oh, go ahead, Rocco. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I was just going to agree on USC. I think they're about, about as safe as you can ask for based on a team that was just, you know, on those last four in, uh, last four buys scenario just um, a couple weeks back. Uh, they come in with five straight wins and really been handling their business. And, and even though n- none of the wins besides maybe yesterday um, were, were that amazing. Um, and, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry, they did lose the Arizona in between there. So they've won five of their last six. But, um, but what I'm really getting at is they, they've gotten themselves in a safer ground. Their, their quadrant records are very – uh, they're they're well above 500. Like if you look at all three quadrants in the top, they're they're sitting there at 17 and and eight. They're getting compared to teams that like Wisconsin and things like that that aren't even 500. So um, even though they took a bad loss on opening night against Florida Gulf Coast and a second bad loss at the Beavers, um, you know that home win over UCLA, that road win and sweep over Arizona State, a win over Auburn. And they swept the mountain schools on the road really carries a lot of weight for uh, their resume strength. Yeah. What about you, Connor? Is there any of these, any particular matchup that you're looking forward to? Yeah, it's, it's that USC Arizona mm-hmm. state matchup. And unfortunately, like mm-hmm. you said, it's going to be that really late matchup that a lot of people aren't going to watch. Um, but it's, it's the matchup with the most, I mean, you at UCLA winning out and potentially getting the one seed is big but that match potential matchup between arizona state and usc i think has more implications to it than ucla's because ucla could Mm -hmm. potentially win out and depending on what the committee does not make it it would require winning out from houston and purdue etc but i think that if arizona state loses that game against usc they're likely out if they win that game against usc Mm -hmm. they're probably in so that one to me is the most important game. It's also probably going to be the closest game or the, the most back and forth game we get um, mm-hmm. in that round. 
So it's going to be a Yeah, a USC to me is the most intriguing team just with how they've been playing pretty well as of late. Uh, I know they kind of have the, the X factor of Vince Iwachukwu. Um, I know he didn't play on Saturday. Do y'all know, know why he missed that game or what his injury status is? He's just someone I know I'd seen recently, obviously the, the five-star pedigree. I, to where, I'm not know, sure. Well, I don't know what his status is for this upcoming game, but I, I like a lot of the pieces of this USC team. I really like Boogie Ellis as shooting a career best from three-point percentage, and uh, Drew Peterson has always been someone whose game I've loved, just having a six-nine, essentially a point guard out there who can make plays for others. But like you mentioned, Connor, they have a pretty tough draw uh, that – to, to me, this this conference sort of feels like with UCLA's injury concerns that it is ripe for a dark horse pick to sneak up like that. But uh, before we get into that a little bit, you know, I mentioned Boogie Ellis, I mentioned Drew Peterson, but who are some other key players that you think will help determine who ends up winning this tournament? Maybe anybody who's off the under the radar a little bit or maybe coming on strong late down the stretch of the season. Brian, you got anybody? It's the it's the backcourt for Arizona. I was I was going to say backcourt for Arizona, and yes, I can't the Arizona backcourt right. Yes. Kirk Creesa, Courtney <laughs> Ramey, Courtney Ramey. It's just the backcourt. Whether that yeah. backcourt can play well or whether that backcourt struggles, and that's been the way Arizona goes is that backcourt because you know what Azulis Tabellis is going to do. You know that Umar Balo is going to be that big man in the middle who can you know, attack the rim um, off the ball and, and, and finish and play pretty solid defense. But if they can't get much from the backcourt, um, then I think they're ripe for an upset. Maybe not in the first game, but definitely against the winner of uh, what we're presuming is going to be Arizona State USC. Yeah. How about you, Rocco? Is there any player? I have to agree with that. I had... Yeah, I mentioned Bomba. I think if, if Wazoo does continue to stay hot, you know, he's a big key to that from a scoring standpoint. Obviously, uh, Guy and Rodman and others on the defensive end, um, which will be key to get stops in a, an event like the Pac-12 tournament where there's always a lot of offense. It's a great place to uh, get hot, T-Mobile Arena, um, intimate setting. And, um, you know, for anybody that's never been to that tournament, it's uh, tr- I've been going to it for 20-something years, uh, not every year, but give or take and been to a lot of great games there um, ever, you know, between Staples center in LA. And then they moved about, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. Um, you just get these amazing atmospheres where uh, especially since they've been to Vegas, where all of Tucson will drive up to Vegas. So it's a, it's a home court advantage, big time for Arizona. Another like sneaky one, if they make it far, or at least maybe if they make it to Thursday is Colorado, their fans are crazy and they'll drive from Boulder to Vegas. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if they have much of a shot against UCLA. They haven't. They've been really inconsistent all year. I would not predict that. <laughs> yeah, not without, without KJ Simpson. Simpson. Yeah, exactly. Simpson, so um, that's just some Pac-12 tournament history for you. But you know, I look at uh, USC. You know, Drew Drew Peterson tried to play yesterday through back spasms. That's something to monitor. Uh, obviously, Jalen Clark's injury. Uh, we've we've talked about how does that affect UCLA. Um, you know, on Oregon, uh, I, I've noticed when Bartholomew plays well, uh, they, t- they tend to really kind of glue better, even though he's not like the primary. Um, and, and obviously when Will Richardson's going, they're a tough team to beat. So he's obviously key. Uh, so there, there's a lot. I mean, everybody's got somebody uh, they really need to depend on. Yeah, you know, Cambridge for Arizona State, um, a guy that 
you know, became famous for a 65 foot shot in Tucson. Um, he, he didn't play that well this past week in LA. So, uh, and he's a very emotional player and a team like that, you know, Arizona state has a lot of wild swings throughout the year. You don't know which Sun Devil team you're going to get each week. Um, but the good news there is if it's the good version and the crazy confident version, um, that's a team that could go far in this thing. So, yeah, there's there's so many to list. Uh, I, I think every team you could probably name one or two players. Um, and I guess, like, just from a dark horse standpoint, I, I thought Stanford really played well uh, the last month. They didn't get a lot of wins. They beat the teams they were supposed to beat, but um, they were right there with the top of the league. They gave UCLA a scare. They hung with Arizona. Uh, they're coming from a 10-seeds position, but they're going to play a really cold Utah team who's lost at least four in a row, maybe it's five in a row now, uh, coming into this tournament. Um, so I do kind of expect – yeah, it's five. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, you could I, I could easily see Stanford winning that first one, and then they have nothing to lose against Arizona. Um, and that might be one of those situations. You see this in a lot of conference tournaments where you get that first game under your belt, you got your legs under you, you're feeling confident. Um, you know, and Arizona's coming in cold. Maybe, maybe they can at least – you know, get a halftime lead and, jump, and see where they go from off there. That Rocco, mm-hmm. you know, Stanford housed Arizona at Stanford a couple of weeks ago, and they did it with style of play. They they spaced the floor. That's right. Got yep. a lot of guys on the perimeter. Made Arizona's bigs defend. And they attacked the basket. They shot like sixty four percent or something ridiculous in that game. Made a lot of threes that I would not necessarily expect yep. them to make continuously. But I, I, we've seen the last couple of weeks, and I wrote about this uh, on Ralph Report that's up on com about how teams are starting to space Arizona that way, starting after that Stanford game. And Arizona's defense has struggled. So you beat that Utah team, you come in with that strategy that's worked against Arizona, I think you could potentially see that happen, and then Stanford starts starts to build some momentum. The other dark horse I'll, I'll throw out there is Washington State. We've seen what they can do. We've, we've talked about it. They have the, the easier path if Jalen's Clark, Jalen Clark's injury is a little bit more severe and UCLA struggles to replace his scoring. Uh, I think that that's a scenario that sets up well for Washington State. So those are the, the two I, I'm watching, uh, Washington State and Stanford. Yeah, and good call on that um, Stanford win. I, I don't know how I, I they did they did more than give them a battle. <laughs> they beat them. Uh, so yeah, good call out on that. But uh, yeah, I you know I would I would argue because in early December the Pac-12 plays two games, and I was in Salt Lake City for the Utah win over Arizona. They beat them by 15, and um, Arizona of course was just a week removed from the mm-hmm. Maui Championship, the Maui Invitational Championship. Um, so maybe that had a little bit to do with it. But I also thought, uh, to your point, and that was a great article that you wrote, Riley, um, that, that Utah really spaced them well, too. Um, and I don't know if the blueprint was off the Utah game, the Stanford game, but it, obviously the overall point is that's a, an effective way to attack Arizona. And I think the key to beating Arizona or a team with the Gonzaga system, like Gonzaga themselves, is to have some sort of um, – chess pieces around and when you're around the perimeter you don't have as much uh, trouble getting back on defense where Arizona just wants to go rim to rim as fast as they can so you need to have some sort of attack on both ends to combat that cool. we will wind down our time today by just going around the horn and saying who will think will win this uh, win this championship and give a bold prediction too let's let's close with both give me your championship pick bold prediction Connor you want to go first yeah, um, I was going back and forth of my championship pick between Washington State and UCLA. Washington State would have been the bold prediction, but I'm going to go UCLA. My bold prediction 
is that Jalen Clark's replacement in the starting lineup, David Singleton, wins the tournament's most outstanding player. You look at the big games in, in Pac-12 play that UCLA has won, um, and David Singleton has been a key part of that, especially from the perimeter, especially from a spacing perspective. He leads the team in effective field goal percentage, offensive rating, true shooting percentage. He's top 60 in the country in three-point shooting percentage. I think without Jalen Clark in there, he steps into that role, becomes somewhat of a sniper for them, um, and, and takes out uh, ev- you know everyone in their path. I've been on UCLA as the clear best team in this conference from the start of the season till now. Um, and I just can't bring myself to pull off. Rocco, how about you? Yeah, so uh, another tough decision. Um, you know, I, I think it starts and stops with UCLA um, for obvious reasons. And I think the priority at UCLA is to get to the Final Four and win the national championship. I don't think the priority, especially after they won this league by four games, is to win this tournament. However, uh, they do know the number one seed is possibly on the line. I, I do think they have to get help with another Purdue loss in order to get there. And if Purdue loses late in that tournament, it's probably too late to get there anyway. Um, you look at the what happened last year. They did get to the final, but Arizona beat them. Um, and like I said before, Arizona's just got such a huge advantage in this event. By Friday night, the whole, the whole arena is going to be red and blue. So... Um, you know, I think Arizona has no I, – I respect USC. I respect Arizona State, but I, I don't really foresee Arizona not getting to the championship. I could easily see UCLA just bowing out in the semis and getting ready for a big NCAA run. Um, and because of that, I'll take Arizona. I'm going to stick with UCLA. I think we see a bit of a breakout party from Amari Bailey, uh, taking on more of the offensive role from, from Jalen Clark. My bold prediction, though, is that they beat Arizona State in the title game. I got – Arizona State has always played better Ooh. with its back kind of against the wall in the Bobby Hurley era. Um, and I, I, I think a team with that level of irrational confidence, if they can get going against Oregon State, who will give them plenty of opportunity to get going, I think that could carry them uh, <laughs> past USC. And they, and they have the personnel to space Arizona out in a way that Arizona has struggled with. Um, that'd be a really fun game if we get that in the semis. So I, I think UCLA takes it, but... Arizona State to me is, is the team that makes a run. I'm also gonna like go it. with Arizona. I'm also gonna go with Arizona for the championship pick. Uh, I got to go against you, Ralph, on Arizona State getting there just because I think there's no way that Arizona lets their rival get them again after that half court shot. That's why it's I a mean, bold prediction, Riley. I think Tommy, That's why it's Tommy a bold Lloyd prediction. Bo- <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I mean, I know it definitely is bold, but I just that, don't see. I'll tell you guys this: if you guys get the territorial cup on a late Friday night in Vegas. That's going to be one of the wildest arenas you'll see all year in college basketball. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, you, yeah. you talk about a bunch of a bunch of lubed up fans at uh, eight thirty in Vegas. Oh my gosh! And they still got time hey, to go to Hakkasan after the game. <laughs> East Coasters got to stay up for that one. Stay up a little late for that. It's Pac twelve after dark, baby. Uh, but I'll say Arizona yeah, gets th- by. They them. might throw. Uh, <laughs> they might throw what tortillas on the court. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just think Arizona is going to, they're going to relish a chance to try to end Arizona state's tournament hopes. If, if Arizona state gets past USC. Uh, so then for my bold prediction, I'll say Washington state gets to the title game. And I think they're going to get past a hobbled UCLA team, uh, in the semifinals behind like a 30 and 15 game from Muhammad Gee. He's going to save one of those big performances. Like Rocco said, I think UCLA, they got their, they got their sights set on bigger things after winning the regular season title. Uh, they're going to get ready for a run in March. 
All right. Well, well, that's been a round one of our heat check CBV conference tournament previews. Tune in to the Pac-12 ch- uh, tournament tipping off on Wednesday, and that'll culminate on Saturday. Uh, as, as always, Riley Davis joined by my co-host Brian Ralph and Connor Hope. Special thank you to Rocco for being on the show with us, talking some hoops. Always a pleasure, man. And uh, best of luck as you go back into your bracket bunker. I'm sure you'll be grinding out the the rest of the week and. You know, trying to trying to keep that top five spot on bracket matrix. We'll see if you who who wins that out between you and Lucas. So it'll be fun, man. We always enjoy it. It's all it's a great exercise. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Basketball, basketball, college. Basketball, basketball, college. Basketball, college. Basketball college. Oh. Basketball, basketball college. Whoa, Whoa. basketball college.